Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. First of all, we need to uh, calm our farms a little bit because someone is having a giggling fit. No. Anyway, that's how we like to. That's how we like to roll on this show. Um, as always, you are joined by myself, Drew, my dear friends, Philip, and Giggling Gertie over there, also known as Bianca. Um, and there is a ceremony floating around. Yes. Um, unfortunately, Kent couldn't be here this week. He's actually gone off to try and test whether or not a hovercraft can go over a landmine. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? Very good, thank you. Very good. Um, Bianca? I'm, I'm okay. I'm well. Are good. you sure? Yeah, no, I am. I just, I, I was a bit stunned because usually we go three, two, one. And I didn't. That turned there was, that was no hilarious. three, two, one. And then everyone looked at me like, you thought, I was like, what did I do? <laughs> well, well, again, you'll hear, I'll, I'll put that, in, that edit in at the end of the episode for everyone. Uh, I, have, I feel like I have the most end <laughs> of episode <laughs> Yeah, because you're always the funniest. <laughs> Again, when you just listen, just stay tuned after the song at the end. You'll you'll love it. Um, <laughs> let's get straight into what we're going to talk about, and that is um, DC fandom. Yes, yes. So we've got, we've got Bond. We've got a little bit about Sarah Moon's pottery um, experience today. Um, a little bit later on, but first, yeah, DC fandom. Bianca, go. I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know what the hell was talked about. Tell me, go. So DC fandom. Sarah is opening up. <laughs> so, so, so normally it's Bianca that sounds like she's fighting in the background. That time it was. We're, we're all Sarah. in my apartment. This for a change. Um, and the armchairs at my house. We have electric armchairs, but they're all leather because my mum didn't think when she bought them. Leather makes sounds when you open close them. <laughs> so they all make really long fart sounds, but. Alas, DC Fandom 2021. Um, DC Fandom was an initiative that started last year after Comic-Con was cancelled due to COVID uh, pandemic. And they realised that they have a fuck ton. DC Comics realised they have a whole lot of movies and TV series that they wanted to promote and that they were banking on promoting through marketing uh, at Comic-Con. Yep. And they couldn't because Comic-Con was shut down. Is that yep. where they revealed... Was it last year that they revealed um, uh, Justice League... Snyder Cut? Yes, yes, And then they also, the Batman trailer was there too? Well, no, the Batman teaser. So do you remember last year? Oh, the teaser, that's right. They just did the costume. They had the costume out. Yep, yeah. And I think that was it. I don't think they had much. I think they had a little bit about, like, the... They had the... They had a small video clip Mm. of... um, Something to do with it. Batman beating someone up. What did we get this year? Yeah, when he said he's vengeance. Yeah, when he said he's vengeance. Yeah, so, like... Last year, DC Fandom had a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm, I won't lie, last year, DC Fandom, and I think if you go back and we did an episode about it or a segment about it, um, it was a lot of things happening, and it was just very exciting, and it was just a new concept. This year did not feel as great, and a lot of people had that thing online, mm. so it is just a full online mm. webinar, basically. Um there wasn't as much being announced this year that was new. So we already knew last year they, you know, announced that the Flash movie was being filmed. Yep. So this year they had like a teaser trailer to the flat, mm-hmm. fat Flash film, which we will talk about, Drew. Um, 
then they had a bigger trailer to the Batman, which I didn't watch. So it's probably the worst segment for me to talk about it because I don't watch trailers and I didn't want right. to ruin it for myself. I well, watched it. I won't watch any more um, about the Batman movie because I'm really excited about it more than I have been for most other Batman movies. I'm so excited about it because it just feels really good. I did read a, not, not a synopsis, but like a, like a teaser of the characters yeah. kind mm. of thing. Um, so this is set when Batman is fairly new. It's sort of going back to the year one comics. Um, and he has a lot of rage built up in him. And it, it's about the very rageful Batman, who is also a detective. I, I do have to say that I feel like um, if it, uh, just to, just imagine living in a city called Gotham and um, then some guy who... You know, some crime fighting guy comes along and says, I'm Batman. You'd kind of be like, the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, why isn't he just a guy? Like the hidden guy, the anonymous dude or something. But no, he's, he's Batman. Batman. It's a little bit. I'm Batman. He's clearly Can't someone who who hasn't quite grown up yet. He yeah, no, he clearly has some issues. issues. Yep. Continue. I feel like I, I sometimes wonder about like. He has issues because he didn't have parents growing up. That's why he's well, got well, issues. Not- and he grew up with basically a. a and um, a, a butler that said, oh, I don't want to... This kid's had a horrible childhood. I'm not going to stop him. Just do what you want, kid. Like, do what you want. You want to be some guy called Batman? Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking Gotham does a really good job of that. Anyway, uh, to go talk about DC Fandom, back mm. to that, because I could talk about DC Comics for ages. But, um, yeah, DC Fandom, we, so we saw so a Flash teaser. We saw the Batman teaser. We saw... Black Adam, first look at Black Adam, which looks actually pretty good, yeah. I have to say. Um, Pierce Brosnan's going to be Dr. Fate, as we were explaining to Philip earlier. Yep. It still just sounds like you're saying Black Adder, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> yes, Black Adder. Um, I, I actually wouldn't mind a Black Adder movie. Um, yeah, so The Rock is playing back Black Adam, Pierce Brosnan, Dr. Fate. Um, the dude from The Fosters, that's all I Noah Centino. Uh, will be playing some character. I can't remember who. Okay. Yeah, so Noah Centino is in it. Um, it looks pretty good. Um, who is Noah Centino? An I'm actor. trying to think of what who, what you would know What's him he in. in. He's been in quite a lot of like, oh, you know Netflix show, movie, you've probably seen the ads for it, P.S. I Love You or whatever. Well, I've seen P.S. I Love You. Not P.S. I Love You. To All the Boys I've loved, loved Before. No. Yeah, okay. Well, he's the main character. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Netflix film, uh, but he's actually an you know, okay actor. Things. He's also been in like a TV series mm-hmm. called The Fosters. Should probably didn't haven't watched either. You no no no. Um, I watched that. It's pretty alright. Um, he's pretty good. Um, but yeah, and then what other? Oh, Drew. Goodness. Anyway, wow. <laughs> and on that note, um, yeah. the next. <laughs> Yeah, and we also saw a look at Shazam, which I'm so looking forward to because Helen Mirren plays the bad guy. What? Oh, really? Yeah, she's playing. So they've, they're doing the, I can't remember what they're called in the comics, but it's they're based on the, the crone, the maid, and the mother, like that. Shaz- Shazam's been one of my favorite DC movies of all time um, because yeah. it's been very un-DC. So um, yeah, I will bring on the next one. Helen next Mirren one. and Lucy Liu are playing the villains together. Cool. Wow. Um, which is pretty awesome. They look amazing in it. They've all updated their suits. They showed off their new updated suits. Mm-hmm. Plus Mary, um, who is the oldest foster sister, mm-hmm. who is now an adult in the movie. She is now playing her own 
shazammed version of herself because cool. she's an adult now so she doesn't have to transform how did they get shazammed again i can't remember um, I think there's a ma- massive part of the premise of the first one. I can't remember The that. kids, he had to share the power of the siblings. No, I can't remember that. Anyway, continue. Yeah, the wizard sibling had siblings and he shared their power to his Oh, that's siblings. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Spoiler alert. Um, the movie's been out for the a while. The second one's coming out. Yeah. It's on you. Um, so, yeah, Flash. Drew? Drew? Oh, no, wait, so Drew, good. don't Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, no, no. I'm so excited for The Flash. So I did watch that one because I really don't care about The Flash movie. Yeah. Um, mostly because I don't like Ezra Miller. It's a I, personal thing. It's not an acting I, thing. Who said Ezra Miller again? The, the dude who plays The Flash. In what? In, De- In Justice League. Oh, really? They're keeping yeah. that guy. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. after he chokeslams someone. Why... Um, because Warner Brothers have big plans for him because they're also keeping him in the Fantastic Beasts films as well. Fantastic Beasts film. Oh, right. Because oh, he was yeah. Credence. Why, why, though, are they doing it? Were they always going to do a Flash movie even though Justice League flopped? Yeah. Yeah, so the original plan was after the original Justice League movie in the years following. Mm. So that was 2017, wasn't it? Yeah. So 2018, the Flash movie was supposed to come out. 2019, mm. the Cyborg movie was supposed to come out. Mm. And none of that happened. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Justice League flopped. Well, not then, just that. Cy- the actor who played Cyborg had a massive falling out with DC. Oh. Well, Warner Brothers, not DC. And then what happened with... Um, then why is there a Flash movie now? So they always <laughs> banked on Flash being the way to reset the DC film universe. Well, that no, won't happen. See, but that, anyway. that... Yeah, okay. So, so you're right. He was going to be the way to reset the film universe when it needed to be reset. Yeah. But that it wasn't going to be his first movie. Okay. So and, and also that's not going to happen. There's not going to be any reset with this one. It doesn't matter what D- it doesn't matter what DC thinks going to happen, the opposite will happen. And it's happened with every single one of their movies in the history of them releasing movies. The opposite effect happens to what they think is going to happen. That's true because they didn't. They thought flop, Shazam was going to be a flop for some reason. Yeah, they're like, oh there man, was a prediction th- they're Shazam like, man, we're going to basically do a Marvel movie. This is going to go terribly, and it was really su- successful. And they went, you know what, guys, we shouldn't do that again because that would that would be really good for our. We'd make money from that. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's wait a long time before we do another one, and then let's see if we do another one. You know what else they did two years ago, which I thought was really slack. James Wan, who directed Aquaman, who. Mm-hmm. Mm. Aquaman it's not my favourite DC movie but it's a good DC movie um, I just don't give a shit about Jason Momoa that's fair and I also I'm gonna now my excuse for not watching it is it has Amber Heard in it so I won't watch it that's fair yep um, which by the way probably not back very to good. DC fandom was hilarious because they also showed some mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes footage they don't have trailers or anything yet for Aquaman, but they did show a lot of behind the scenes footage of it, mm. and they interviewed um, the guy who played Black Manta. I can't remember any of these name people's names. I just uh, Jason Morpheus. Mom- yeah, so Jason Momoa. They interviewed the guy who played King Orm, Orm yeah. the brother, and Black Manta, but they yeah. did not interview Amber Heard. And I just thought that. Yeah. Was- why is he still in the? <laughs> why is they? Why are they sacking Johnny Depp and not her? I don't know because at the end of the day whether you whether whether or not Johnny did anything back I don't know that I have not seen the evidence for her there's a shit for it there is a shit ton of evidence against her 
Anyway, that's going to get me on a di- divert. But anyway, they yep. showed behind the scenes footage of Aquaman. Then they announced all these. They announced Crypto the Superdog movie or the Super the Super Pets movie. I saw that. Yeah. Which I feel like I watched the Super Pets movie trailer. I feel like what's that? other pets movie is it just pets secret life of pets secret life, secret of, life pets. of pets that kevin hart's in yeah i feel like it's just like that that's the can't most they just Marvel make another teen ever. titans go to the movies so they are doing another teen titans movie yes. um but it's teen titans the teen titans go sorry yes they're doing teen titans go crossover with superhero girl oh which is cool. gonna be interesting because it's not that dissimilar art style yeah um then they're doing another animated movies. Oh yeah, so all of next year's animated movies got announced, which includes Catwoman Hunted that comes out on the 18th of February. So I know what I'm watching. Okay. Um, what else comes out on that birthday weekend? Some other big movie comes out on that weekend. There is what. another big movie that yeah, we'll remember what it was. Anyway. Well, yeah. that one comes out on um, HBO Max. So I'll be okay. watching that at home, mm-hmm. and then we'll go watch some cinemas, whatever else is mm-hmm. there. Um, they also announced Super Sons movie finally. Yep. But then they announced that it's in CGI and collectively everyone just groaned. Because um, DC, I, I know you probably never watched them, Phil, but DC make actually amazing animated films. Mm. Their animated film collection is so much better. Why did everyone groan at this then? Because it's going to be CGI, not animated. Oh, I see. Which so, no one wants. No one wants. Because, yeah, like, they, they, like, swear and kill people and do all the mm. crap that, you know, you want to see in a DC movie mm. in the animated universe, which I find weird. Well, again, D- DC, they, they seem to have a habit of basically going, what do the fans want? Let's do the opposite. I feel like they sh- I feel like the Super Sons movie and the Catwoman Hunted movie are both aimed at more younger audiences. Okay, so I feel like they're finally going to make their animated films for younger audiences, but I feel no. like... Which, whatever, fine. But I feel like then they should probably change their act on the at like the movies mm. and actually make them for more older See, audiences. Well, DC's always been more gritty for the for the movies, so why don't they just leave it? See, they got adult? it. When they did Teen Titans go to the movies, they got the formula right because it, did, it had the duality of being a kid's kid's film that had plenty for grown-up audiences in I, it. I, I just go to the movies the one... Where they meet themselves? Or is that the next one? I know there's three that's the, out already. Well, Go to the Movies was the only one that went to cinemas. Okay. The, the way... Um, that's not... That's the one where Robin's trying to prove that he's the best, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's that one. I've watched that. It's good. Then they do a crossover with the original Teen Titans. That came out... That was straight to... Yeah. Whatever. But that came out after that. Additionally, Because they that, teased it at the end of the theatrical one. Yeah, the multiverse one. Yeah. And then they've got... Now they've got this one with the superhero girls. All three are pretty good, and I think they hit their genre well. Mm. Like, animated films, mm. DC do very well. Because they don't... Yeah. And I feel like it's because those departments aren't micromanaged by... Well, look at... Yeah. Even to this day, Mask of the Phantasm still holds up incredibly well. Yeah, but I can't watch Bruce Timm movies for the pure fact that he constantly tries to hook Barbara and Bruce up. That's true. It just... the And the killing joke... Mm, I know... No. I just try oh, to pretend that, that sequence to doesn't take pass or oh, take place. <laughs> There's a sex scene between Batgirl and Batman on a rooftop. And it in just the doesn't middle need of a movie where Batgirl is later going to be oh, it's, oh, it's 15, 15 minutes in. And it was it was added. It's not 15 minutes in. Yeah. It's near like, it's midway point. 
it's really early on because cool. that first 15 20 minutes is not actually part of the killing joke they just Bruce yeah, yeah, they wrote, wrote that in to, to pad it out no no not only to pad it out you know why else they wrote it in there right. um and it actually happened this week this is completely off of fandom this is into me and comics now yeah there's always been a complaint that there's there's two sides to Barbara Gordon being Oracle. So after Barbara after Barbara Gordon gets shot, she mm. becomes Oracle in a wheelchair. And there's two sides to the argument of why she should and shouldn't be Oracle. She should be Oracle because it's great representation for people in wheelchairs and all that. Yep. She shouldn't be Oracle because she was disabled in someone else's story. It wasn't about her being disabled. It was just her being used as a plot device during a time when she was the only female hero in the Bat family. Yeah. And she, and then they didn't have another female hero in the Bat family for another four years. Hmm. Um, so it was a big controversial deal. And it was like in the 80s, so no one really cared about female viewers, yep. uh, readers. And yep. it only became came to light later how shit it was. I have no idea what you were talking about. Batgirl was shot in the back by Joker. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And put into a wheelchair. And now she's called Oracle. Then she was called Oracle for a very long time. Now she's back to being Batgirl and a lot of people are complaining. But that she's disabled. Yeah, because they're like, you know, she was disabled. Why are you letting her work again? It's ableism. And I understand that argument, but I also understand the argument that originally was fridging, which is yeah. basically killing a woman yeah. for some for As a, a plot device. As a plot device, which yep. is a very shitty thing to do. Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Like, there's a lot of movies yep. I can mention. John Wick does it with a dog. Yep. Um, yep. But yep. basically... To try and counteract the Killing Joke movie because they knew that it was going to be brought up again, they tried to give Barbara, rather than flesh out any other part of the storyline, they tried to give Barbara her own storyline in that movie. And rather than giving her her own independent storyline, they made her a lovesick girl who was pining for Bruce and then finally, you know, you know, who was her mentor and so much older than her and her dad's friend. And then she finally gets to have sex with him on a roof and then he regrets it and walks away because he's a gentleman. Like it was, it was basically like it's watching very, any Sean Connery Bond movie. It's very oh poorly God, handled and it, was it, bad. Doesn't, it doesn't mesh with the comic. And also in Batman, the animated series, yeah. Bruce Timm, this is again, just me fucking yep. hating yep. Bruce Timm. Yep. Bruce Timm makes Batman have an affair with Barbara bad girl who is at the time his Dating. son's girlfriend yeah. fiance sorry yeah. Yeah. Barbara and Dick were engaged yep and then Bruce Tim wrote that in, in a kids show Dick Wayne yeah <laughs> that he went and <laughs> <laughs> Dick Wayne I didn't think about that yeah. wine dad yeah that Bruce went and had an affair but anyway yep. this is cool completely off DC Comics DC Fandom. No, this is going into comic lore. This is going into comic lore. And they did announce a whole bunch of comics at DC Fandom, but it wasn't good. as exciting as mm. normal. They did a lot more interactive live things than they did last mm. year. Last year, it was all um, pre-recorded. Yeah. This year, they had a couple of like live polls and did mm. shit like that. But there wasn't enough to announce, I don't think, to have a yeah. full thing. We, we spun... We, shame. We got to see Keaton's yeah. bad ears. We didn't get to see Keaton in the Batman We got suit. to hear him, though. He did the voiceover in there. Yes, he did the voiceover in there. We we got teased the original 89 Batmobile. It was underneath a yep. cover. And we also got to see the old Batsuit recolored red. 
we cool. did. Yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of cool stuff to um, to dissect in that little preview. I found it interesting that because they they said in production and then production wrapped what three days after. Yeah. They finished filming three days after. They Fando. only should have just said production wrapped at that point. Also, he Ezra Miller introduced the segment and he's like, "We don't have a teaser. We don't have a." trailer his introduction have, was super it awkward it was so awkward and then he's like but we have this and it just ended up being a mini trailer it was a teaser. yeah it was what a the fuck are you talking about? oh dear anyway we have to wrap this up and we, we will do. come back with james bond which is basically wine dad <laughs> Looking for something out of the ordinary? Want more cluck for your buck? Come on down to a place both wonderful and strange and try out Twin Beaks Fried Chicken. Damn good chicken, fried to perfection. Twin Beaks Fried Chicken. It'll have you dancing all the way to the White Lodge. And we're back with a very special segment right now. Wine we, daddy time. Yes, wine dad. We call wine daddy time. Does so, someone want to explain why we call it wine daddy time? Wine, wine dad. daddy, wine. The world is not enough and die another day makes wine dad. Tea wine dad. Twine dad. Twine dad. Twine dad. Twine dad. I don't mind that either. Wine dad. Twine dad. Um... Yes, Bond time, boys. The world is not enough. Drew, synopsis, please. James Bond uncovers a nuclear plot while protecting an oil heiress from her former kidnapper, an international terrorist who can't feel pain. Okay, okay. As soon as they, as soon as they mentioned that character... I just, my shoulders slumped and I went, oh no. Like they've just, uh, here we go. We're back to a guy. Because it was something along the lines of. Um, who does it remind you of? We're back. It reminded me of Chomp. <laughs> Jaws. Chomper. Um, yeah, Chomp. That's um, every time you say, call him Chomp, I just think of Lambert full time. We're like, Chomper, no, we don't eat friends. Rumpump Chomp. Wow. Um, Chomp basically, yeah. So the, the way they explained the guy was like, um, oh, he's got shot in the head. Um, means that his um, brain is he's going to die but and before he dies he's going to slowly and slowly get stronger and stronger because he can't feel pain and all that sort of stuff and it was just like oh fuck me do you know that I just kept thinking to myself while watching that part Mm. is the bullet moving in slow motion or is it just because it's like moving all the time? Like in my head, it just sounds the way they yeah, describe it. Yeah, is it slowly it, weasel, like yeah, weaseling like, its way in and further and further and further and deeper? It's like a deeper? slow moving drill. Yeah. yeah. It will is eventually it, no, kill it, him. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I think it's just the lead poisoning his head. But um, look, we we did make it clear that we knew that these two were definitely the, the sillier of the two bro- of the four Brosnan ones. Um, the first two being very secret agent-y, very... Um, yeah, oh, on, on that's Sorry. that's fine. Um, on the same kind of shift or trajectory trajectory that um, the Dalton ones were, like yep. moving it towards being more serious and a little bit more more realistic, which is probably the key word of the night in terms of the Bond movies because we looked we're looking ahead to next week as well and saying um, they become here comes realism. Yeah, they look mm. as Bianca has been saying they're going to stop being sci-fi and they're going to become Proper, real. Well, 
So I, every time we watch movies, I compare, I like fully go into the analysis of all the other movies that are out mm. in the same era. And the next era of Bond movies all come out post Jason Bourne, which I feel like Jason Bourne mm. dictated how spy movies should be mm-hmm. a more realistic, gritty version of what a spy is. Mm. And also games like Hitman came out and... You know, the culture of what spies were was no longer this sipping martinis, very classy Mm. thing. It was a real job that was hard and contained a lot of secrecy and, you Mm. know, dark times. And that's what you see in Craig's Bond. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's a whole Casino Royale part where he's playing um, poker. But at the same time, that was part of the job and him playing a character. And even still, there were elements where it was a piss take of, of... elements of the old bonds like him ordering drinks and other people getting frustrated with him ordering such ridiculous drinks and stuff like yeah they they they, they kind of send up the whole how ridiculous it's been in the past kind of thing um but this one in particular this bond um the world is not enough um i remember very few elements of it as a kid but i also remember the entire opening scene like the boat chase scene um that that was it's probably either we're talking about it, it's probably one of our top three favorite um opening scenes i think so movie. far in the movies it's probably my favorite yeah i would say like, so far so it's, far, my, it's favorite. my favorite my other two favorite are yet to come my other two favorite from what we've seen so far would probably be um i was trying to think of this earlier on her majesty's secret service i liked mm-hmm. yes i agree i agree because um, again it was the fourth wall joke in there yeah the fourth wall mm. joke there was didn't like happen a to the other guy <laughs> <laughs> clever and the one where he's on the mountain and he has sex and then he comes down the mountain i just enjoyed that i don't know why oh that uh which one's that drew that's um the one which, w- which um more one is that uh starts in the mountain never goes back to the mountain there's it completely has no point to the and the russian spy ladies yeah. in it, and then they have sex on the boat later this yeah. is, these are the things I remember from Bond movies. <laughs> yeah. But but again, if we look at this one, I mean, we we were terrified of this going back to the same crappy ridiculousness. Um, but but it didn't. It didn't. Well, okay. The, the movie was a bit stupid. Did. Yes. I ha- and and again, this movie really kicked into me that Bond up until now has been a sci-fi film and not a spy film. Mm. Even the older Bonds are more mm. sci-fi than spy. Well, sci-fi to what the time was than spy as we know it today. Does that make sense? But this took itself so seriously that it became a caricature of itself. But, well, no. Yeah, and I think that the the outlandishness... Yeah. Despite it being outlandish, Bond was still a good, serious Bond. Yeah, Bond was really good. Bond is good. Pierce yeah, Brosnan plays the a good, the best Bond and... so far. And I think potentially, I, I would almost say, I, I think Pierce Brosnan plays the best Bond. Daniel Craig's part of the best films, but Brosnan plays the best Bond. I don't think Bos- Brosnan could have succeeded, though, in Daniel Craig films. No. Because it's completely different. Completely different. It's completely different. I mean, you know, it's the cheesy lines. Him saying things that, like, we, you know, we see in the next one when he's hanging from a bell at one point, and then there's no one around, and he goes, he no. says to himself, "Saved, saved by, the, by bell. the bell." Who are you talking to? Like, no one besides Drew would do that. <laughs> like, no one else would do that. 
It's true. You said you would do that, Drew. You'd say yeah, lines I, like crappy lines like that out loud to yourself. I do say things to myself when there's no one around and I have a chuckle at it. Yeah, I told you no one else would do that besides you. Um, I think Bianca would. I sometimes think it, but I never say it out loud. You'd never do it as if there's a camera walking alongside you and you're saying I, it Yeah, to I like, don't look at the oh, fourth wall you know, and be like, hello. I, but, no but, one on the podcast has seen my dramatic head turns. No, but yes, there was one. But that's was. the thing, though, is that the the the... Brosnan plays pantomime Bond, yeah, but he plays it the best. And I think even if you compare the character of James Bond to Craig's one, he does a better Bond because he's the best version of this kind of soap opera, cheesy kind of Bond. Craig doesn't play the same thing. The I role we- changes. I also think that in Wine, mm. um, I, can't, I can't even remember its name anymore. I just the world not is not world enough. Is not enough. Um, in World Is Not Enough, Brosnan plays, a, because he plays such a serious character, and he's not always serious, I'm just saying, comparatively to what the plot is, he plays mm. a serious character, he actually makes the plot more serious. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, he make, he's the one that grounds this film, which yeah, I think Yeah, because the is- movie is ultimately a pretty crappy storyline, and it's going back to almost um, more days of storyline. It, look, it's... Okay, it's not Fabergé egg, but it is like... What's but it's the, still... What, what's the... Um, What's the one where he goes to the island and the guy... I constantly criticise it because the guy has a wax statue of him. Uh, the man with the golden gun. Man with the golden gun, yeah. It's, it's about... It's a bit man with the golden gun. Yeah. But Fabergé egg. Well, it is top. because in that one he has the sun, the sun weapon too. No, that's uh, the next one. That's Dad. No, go, go, no, no. Oh, yeah. Sorry, of course. Because we make, we watched one. We watched half of right. one and the other one today. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into <laughs> let's get into some trivia on yes. this film quickly before we dive into our reviews. Now, we we talked a bit about how much we love that opening sequence. Well. When the real MI6 learnt that this movie would shoot a scene around their headquarters, they actually moved to prohibit it, citing a security risk. We know where it is, guys. You're not making it... You, you've yeah. got this big, I can Google where MI6 this, yeah. is. There's a big, massive-ass building along the Thames. Which I, I don't think back, you're hiding it. I will bring back the Googling in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, that said, Foreign Secretary at the time, Robin Cook... At the urging of Minister of Parliament Janet Anderson, moved to overrule them and allow the shoot, stating, after all Bond has done for Britain, it was the least we could do for Bond. And also, you're kidding yourself if you think it's a matter of national security or whatever it is. Guys, MI6 is on a map. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can go past it in tourists, but... Like, I, I don't know. I, I keep thinking to myself, they have to have some sort of underground network mm. to get their spies in and out yeah they probably pretend like that's the head office and it's not actually the head office um that would make sense ne- too. next bit of trivia drew um now the title is the translation of the latin motto orbis non Suf- suffice oh my god souffle Try. that's all i was thought you were gonna say sufficit 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 we'll go with that given to george lazenby's bond when he researches his own coat of arms. Oh, yeah, that's right. In On Her Majesty's Secret Service, of yeah, course. Yeah, I remember that. The motto also appears in the original Ian Fleming novels. It was the motto of the Spanish King Felipe II. Okay, another one. Uh, yes, uh, I'll give you another one. 
Denise Richards was attracted to the role of Dr. Christmas Jones as she found the part to be brainy, athletic, and had depth of character, a change in direction from previous Bond girls. I don't have a problem with Denise Richards, but did she think she played it with depth of character? Audiences did not agree and often consider Christmas to be the worst Bond girl ever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good, cool. Yeah, cool. Cool. I I was justified in my thoughts and feelings. This was the first Bond movie to win a Razzie in the category of worst supporting actress for the same reason. That's hilarious that she completely misread that entirely. Is she the only one that's ever won? I don't know. Um, Bianca's point about about, um, her in the role was that she played as an American actor, not as a British actor or playing a British role. So she played, she just, she stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah, she just, she was very American. And and there has been American actors, but they've still played to the caricature or 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 to the the role that they were trying to play. The you know so they were either playing as as an American um, CIA agent or they were playing as an American being very bombastic and and American, whereas she was literally just not fitting at all and there was no cohesion. Her character would have fit into the universe of you know Channing Tatum's movie Snake Eyes or something. Snake, G.I. Joe. Joe, we had Snake Eyes, the character. Yeah. Um, her character would have fit into that mm-hmm. universe, and the why why I say that is because the characters from that universe, which are very action packy mm. and not very, she would have looked more not very doctor in that. Yeah, like they're all very attractive and apparently extremely intelligent. Yeah. Um, which I'm not saying extremely intelligent people can't be attractive. I'm just saying they're not that sculpted. Um, <laughs> she looked like that. Mm. like a figure and those characters don't really sit in the Bond universe there are attractive women in the Bond universe is it a worry that we find Arnold Schwarzenegger's intelligence more believable in twins than we do (laughs) Denise in Bond no because Arnold Schwarzenegger because of his foreignness yeah, accent it's, helps disguise the accent, it. Yeah, you can kind of disguise it beneath that, but yeah, Should, scores. Yes, um, one last yes. one because we do need to give this moment its due. This is the last Bond film to have Desmond Llewellyn as Q. Of course, oh, I it love is. Q. Yeah, of course it is. Now, very sadly, shortly after the film came out, he died in a car accident. That's very sad. Rest in peace, Des. Yeah. But he was planning to return for the next one. But just by fortuitous circumstance, they actually gave him a very sweet farewell in this film. Where he goes underneath. Where he said goodbye to Bond properly. That's sad. All right, scores. Bianca. Uh, Look, I don't know how to rate this one, to be honest, because it's it's not excellent, Mm, but no. it's enjoyable, but it's not... So, it is middle of the road, isn't and, it? And because for the times, it wasn't amazing, but it was... I'll give it like a 7 out of 10 for technical, because it was pretty on par for the times, but it wasn't amazing. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to add... No, I was going to say I was going to knock it down a point for Denise Richards, but um, she's just bad in it. It's like I'm not, thank God I'm not imagining it. And then probably seven or oh, six out of 10 for enjoyability. It wasn't the greatest, but I did... I did enjoy enough of it to actually watch it a lot. Yeah. Philip? Uh, I give it a seven personally. Um, it's one of the first Bond movies that I can recall seeing. Yeah. Um, uh, if not, scenes from this was the first I'd seen, potentially. Um, yeah. 
I think that there was massively underutilization of the Bond car in this, which was different to the Z3 shown briefly in the last one. Mm-hmm. I just want to add that. Um, yep. Yeah. I, 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 but look, I do enjoy it, and again, it's got one of the, the, the one of the three best opening um, openings to a Bond, so I really like it for that sense. Um, I think that the last two Bond movies did a great job at accelerating the the Bond franchise into being up to date, whereas the other ones previously all felt slightly like they were playing catch up or falling behind. Um, but this one didn't really improve on that. So it gets a five for me technically because it's just yep. Bond's good. Writing's not very good. It's a bit of a joke of a storyline again, but that's about all there is to it. So yeah. I need to very quickly update my score to seven for personal also because I just remembered Robbie Coltrane and Robert Carlyle were in it and I love both yep. of them. Of course. So, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I, I really like this movie because I really liked it when I was younger and I still really like it now, but I am being a little bit harsh on my score. Mm-hmm. Technically, I've given it a 5 out of 10. I actually don't think that there's anything all that groundbreaking in the film. I th- the, the only scene that I even remember really catching my eye in it on a technical level was the scene inside the pipeline when they're trying to disarm the bomb. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it looked cool then and it kind of looks all right now but mm. i i still think mission impossible did the the train sequence better than this scene was three years previous to it so yeah um so yeah technical five out of ten i really just didn't think it added much to it personal i'm giving it a six because i just find that over the years it's not holding up as nicely as the two before it did but it's still enjoyable and it's still on the higher end of the mm-hmm. scale. It's still tipped just over half. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Dad. on to Die Dad. Another Day. Yep. Dad. Dad. Yes, Dad. Synopsis. Dad. Now, this was the first Bond film I saw in the cinema. And just as a nostalgic treat, I brought the VHS with me tonight. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, we don't have anything here to play it on. We do, actually. Wait, we do? Yeah, my granddad's got a VHS player. We should have brought it out and watched it. Ah, that's too much effort. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Anyway, James Bond is sent to investigate the connection between a North Korean terrorist and a diamond mogul who is funding the development of an international space weapon. Sounds very convoluted, doesn't it? It does, but again, this is... This is another one where I was like, oh, is that what happened? Yeah, (laughs) a little bit. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand everything that went on yeah but i like the ice castle give me the interesting give us the interesting fact on that one because i thought that was really cool the ice castle or ice palace okay so the ice palace was very much based on the sydney opera house and mm. which you can very much see yeah in it, a lot of the architecture it, it is very blunt obvious when you watch the film um and, and what I find interesting, I, I think Sydney Olympics were on the minds of the writers because even in the film, they actually reference the Sydney Olympics in the movie. Do they? Of course, we were talking all through the film, so yeah, we, we missed the line, but I distinctly remember the scene because when they're talking about Rosamund Pike's character, um, she was an Olympian and that's how she met our, um, our villain. Right. And he talks about when oh, she won the so, gold medal at Sydney. So she, he, so Bond was captive. 
during the Sydney Olympics. Because she, I mean, a spoiler alert. Well, no. I think it would have been right after. But how did she betray? That makes no sense. She'd already betrayed, but she'd already, she was already the inside man in MI6 when Bond went to Korea. She was the one that... She yeah, was the one feeding information because she was the they flip. sent the photo but of did, him back to MI6. No, no, I understand that. But didn't she? isn't she the one that gave um, transracial man the information? Yeah. By transracial man, we mean... <laughs> but, but, she, the but she didn't changes. start working for him until after she won the gold at, at the Sydney Olympics. Yeah, which means that she would have had to feed that information to him yeah. After he won the gold. She won the gold. After she, she won, won the, the gold. gold. Yeah. So Bond wasn't locked up in the Olympics. Bond was locked up after the Olympics. Because he didn't go to North Korea until after the Olympics. Anyway. Um, look, th- sure. this one has probably one of the best car chases in a Bond movie. In yeah. terms of the fact that it was actually shot. But also... We finally get to see them using cars in the movie. Um, yeah. You know, also I felt like they tried cars, to make up for the last one. Yes. Using cars in off a set. Yeah. Mm. Like, it wasn't just using cars. It was using cars that wasn't mm. just on a set piece. Mm. Yeah. Because they've had car chase. I mean, early yeah, it, films had a lot of oh, outdoor car chases. But this was, this was having a full-blown car chase on location on ice. That's scary as. Yeah. It's, it's really cool that. Um, yeah, look, the gadgets were definitely there in this one too. Yeah. Um, the invisible car the just invisible car. got me. Yeah. All the uh, references to the old Well, films. because this was the 40th anniversary of the yeah. franchise, 2002. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so they, they made a reference to all the films in there. Um, they had an avalanche kind of scene at one there stage. There are apparently which... over 100 references in that film. Well, again, the Avalanche scene made up for about 14 Bond movies. Yes. Um, Yeah. Um, The book that 007 picks up from the Cuban sleeper, along with a revolver, is A Field Guide to Birds of the West Indies, which was written by James Bond. Ian Fleming, who was himself an avid birdwatcher, had actually named Bond after the author of that book. I really enjoyed the scene where they went into the underground station the abandoned train station and they saw all the props from all the other movies where they keep the old relics yeah and Q gives him his new watch and goes this'll be your 20th I suppose and Bond turns Mm -hmm. on the um the jetpack yep Yep. I appreciated that yep yep absolutely but I think that scene also just makes you realise which this movie was a bit ridiculous in the you know that I also thought it was funny it's the 40th Twentieth twentieth movie, fortieth anniversary, whatever it is. Yeah. And then, in one of the earlier films, they turned Bond into an Asian man, and then in this one, they turned an Asian man into a white man. Yeah, <laughs> they did the reverse. And they even make the the crack about it that he modelled his look as Gustav Graves on James Bond. Oh, really? He makes he makes a crack about it. He goes, "I modelled my look on you." Yeah, we shouldn't have talked yeah, as much as we did. Um, <laughs> I I thought that this one, um, being an anniversary sort of film, because James Bond kind of... I don't consider 
Don't go back to reboot, remake kind of thing. I don't consider the change in char- in James Bond being a different actor a reboot. Mm. Um, I think it's just different person playing. I don't see it as a reboot. But there yeah. is when, a when... soft reboot in the next one that we watch. Yep. Only because while they do reference mm. things that happen, you got to remember Felix is back. Yeah, and but, Felix has both but, of his legs. But that, but that. <laughs> But, but it's I, a different Felix. It's a different actor. Yeah, no, no, no I agree. It's a different yeah. actor. But if you if it's the same storyline continuing, roughly throughout the years, the yeah. way the way though I, I look at it is that the next one is, um, and when I was reading about the the next one about the whole Jinx thing because the the um, uh, um, Halle Berry's character of Jinx having in a spin off, they're talking about doing a spin off, and instead they went for the reboot of the series. Mm. And I think that reboot is a really accurate word because I feel like this was almost saying goodbye to pantomime, yep. soap opera sort of Bond, and we're getting into more this serious Bond, serious a new version of pretty. it, not being so take the piss kind of thing. I'm with you that that it's about to head into a reboot because while Judy Dench stays, they change her hair mm. to to try and distinguish a change. But more than that, I, I feel like and we'll talk about this more over the next couple of weeks, but Daniel Craig's uh, era is its own story arc. And I don't feel that with any other Bond actor. Yeah, that I actually story think arc. is really interesting that they started this new Bond era with a story arc. Mm. There, You're right. There hasn't been a story arc yet. There's been elements that they've picked and choose across different yeah, characters. Yeah, they cherry pick what they want to carry over. But really, it doesn't all continue. It's not literally my last mission was X. Yeah. You know, whatever. This is the first time where they actually continue and in on. And the reboot, they do cherry pick from old missions. Mm. Because they mention... I, I, I remember they mentioned Tracy Bond. Teresa Bond. Yeah, Tracy. The, the yeah. wife... Yep. who died mm. tragically they they mention her i know that there's other i know there's other references to old movies yeah but it's it's sort of like yes these things happen but you don't ever think that that happened what this to that stuff bond. happened to the yeah. craig's bond yeah so yeah we are I, I do think it is a very fitting you're right that this is the anniversary and this ends this era mm. of yeah connery more brosnan i uh, i th- Getting back to Die Another Day, I, I'm just like on that thread. I'm I'm thinking about how this is 40 years, 20 films, mm-hmm. and I feel like at times in this film, their their focus on that detracts from the story they're trying to tell. Yeah, because they're trying to they're trying to go hey hey yeah. anniversary time. Oh yeah. look, I, I a, a little bit throughout it. I agree, but I don't think that. If you look back throughout Bond's history, yeah, I don't think you can say they carried on stories well. No, enough no. to say that it but, was such a big deal. But I felt, I, like, but I felt like they wanted to wink a lot in this one. Whereas it, it's crazy, and we're going to talk about it in two weeks. That ten years later, Skyfall comes out, which is the fiftieth anniversary, and I feel like they were not obvious in the way they winked at at again, the previous fifty no, years. But again. Yeah. Look at what happened in the last 40 years and how we just said reboot. Yeah. Because if you look at the last 40 years, completely different set of things. Mm. This is a wink because everything in the Bond films have been a wink. We, you know, we just said um, uh, Lazenby's Bond, how he 
goes, you know, this, this wouldn't have happened, yeah. this never happened to the other guy. Yeah. It's all a wink and it's all like, you know, this is a new bond, this is a new thing. And th- yeah. there's a lot of jokes in there that is just for the fourth wall. Yeah. Mm. Should we get to our scores or should we... Any bits of trivia want to read out or... Um, I just want to hard say M in the last two movies. Oh, it's been the absolute... The, the dynamic yeah. between Brosnan and Judy Dench. Oh, brilliant. That's been wonderful. I think that inspired the next yeah. reboot Bond. Because that, that was genuinely the most... They're always the most enjoyable parts of the movie. Also, I would have watched a Jinx series. Yeah. Um, okay, a couple... The last couple of facts i guess um it was the theatrical movie debut of rosamund pike mm-hmm. who we now know for things like gone girl of course yep. i get rosamund pike confused with the chick from handmaid's tale but continue Sometimes. elizabeth moss no 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 the the chick who plays the 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 lady who the wife i have no idea um i'll remember her name later what else? While filming their love scene in Cuba, Halle Berry choked on a fig, requiring Pierce Brosnan to perform the Heimlich maneuver. Did she ever mm-hmm. eat a fig? Yeah. I don't remember that. Because he makes some thing about her being good, and she goes, "Who says I'm good?" and then has a flick knife out, and then cuts a fig. Okay, I'll pretend like I remember it. Yeah. Um, this is also only the second James Bond movie to feature Bond's office. It was last seen in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, the Ice Palace took about six months to build. Matt, tracks. Not surprised. Yep. Did anyone ever mention the fact that why couldn't... If, the, if, if her room melted, why would she drown? No. Uh, but also, this was Pierce Brosnan's least favorite Bond movie in which he appeared. Really? Okay. Yeah, he disliked the gadgets and overblown effects of the movie. He'd suggested to the producers that the franchise go back to its more low-key, darker roots. Coincidentally, right after he left, that was exactly what they, what did. they did. So, is is Die Another Day the one with the the surfing? Or is that one? Yeah, that's the surfing. Yeah, that was scene was bad. I understand. Yeah. I understand Brosnan. Um, to the scores then, please. Uh, and yes. my scores are exactly the same, and for this one as they were for the last one, seven for personal, five for technical. Um, you can see them exploring more and more of the um, special effects. This is early two thousands. This is terrifying um, Jurassic Park three territory of appalling, um, appalling special effects. Um, this movie, spy kids. look, and they look. It's it's during that time when when movies got really excited about using this new tool, and they did it to death, and they ruined movies. Yep. As a result, um, yep. This one didn't have a particularly. It had an interesting storyline. We also made the point that it's probably the only Bond film where the the song artist appears in the movie as well, um, and that we also saw something different, which was the theme song. Um, also shows a kind of time progression so it had some interesting things to it really it wasn't it wasn't particularly special as a movie and again was definitely weaker than the first two brosnan films so five and seven because i did quite enjoy it personally bianca um i'm also going to give i agree with phil i give it five and seven because the oh my god the special effects were horrifying um also i want to point out that this is 
this movie is, I had to go look it up, is seven years before Avatar. Yeah. And these are the special effects. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not, it is a long time, but it's also not a long time. I just think that's interesting. Mm. Well, I think we'll have to do a separate episode where we just talk about the evolution of special effects, especially from 2000 to 2010. Mm. Because there, there is a stupid amount of well, look it's at the a giant. But look at the evolution of iPhones, for example, during the exact same sort of time. So, so yeah. So well, I yeah, you know, I give it five and for technical, seven for enjoyment. I did, I actually did enjoy all the tongue in cheek references, but I think mm. you're right, Phil. It's a great movie to end this era on because mm. there pantomime has been a, a lot of mm. there in this pantomime era. There has been a lot of high notes, but they are outweighed by the low. Yes. <laughs> It it feels like a greatest hits album with a couple of new songs in there. Yeah, and I'm I'm fine with that. It caught my imagination quite well when I, I was ten years old going to see this, and I loved every second of it to the point where you know I have the video and I I watched that tape to death. Mm. So personally, it seven as well. And just like you guys, I hate to break a set five out of ten for the technical because while the technical looked cool in the cinema Mm -hmm. to a 10 year old it has not aged well and watching it now i just it makes me cringe a little bit yep yeah it's again with that weird era of when everyone overused cgi because i mean a year later pirates of the caribbean came out the first one and if you look at how well done that was yeah that's true actually that still holds up now that is a giant leap in Mm. technology for one year yeah that's that's wild. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's get to our what the quote, and we'll be back after this with um, Sarah's pottery adventures. And um, yeah. And now it's time for this week's what the quote. Bianca, last week's quote was: "Live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever." And of course, that quote comes from the great Mahatma Gandhi. Yes, indeed. Now, Drew, this week's quote would be. To die will be an awfully big adventure. And if you know what that quote is from, reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Insta, and whatever you can. Uh, And yeah, anyway, on with the show. And we're back on um, this show we call a podcast. Um, (coughs) Jeez, hit the shit out of me. That was hilarious. Um, (sighs) Drew dropped a coaster. Let's get the shit out of all of us. Oh, um, I saw my life flash before my eyes. I was like, what broke? It's like, what do I have to explain? Uh, um, so Sarah wasn't with us earlier in the evening, as in not uh, prior to us recording the podcast, because she was actually off um, on her first day of a what course? Pottery. No, I'm not just making you sound like a child. She was off doing a pottery course. She was... Now, Sarah, no. Wait, no, Sarah, first question. How disappointed were you that you missed out on Bond? Well, that much. Well, that's a good answer. Um, Her her silence says it all. Yes. Um, It says a thousand words. Um, You can take the microphone off him, you know. You can. Um, So you went to do pottery because why? How long have you wanted to do this? Um, where, where, when, when have we done this before? And and yeah, why? Why did you want to do pottery? <laughs> I was inspired by. I always want to call it the Great British. 
I always want to say like the, the great, great pottery throwdown. Yeah, I always want to say the, the a <laughs> Channel Four. Yeah, Channel Four show, which is basically the same as Great British Bake Off, but pottery instead. It's so close to me. Because it has yeah, to he's be. He's like a hard hitting reporter. No, it has to be. Frog on Sesame Street. So, so Phil's mic. If you ever watch us record, Phil's mic always has to be pressed right up to his lips, and he basically mouths it the entire time. <laughs> yep. Because you can't hear otherwise. I didn't realize. I was just shoving it in my face. Um, yeah, so you did you did the pottery because of that, and and so yes. what happened? You, you, it's a, how long's the course? Six weeks. And so what 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 did you do today then? What was what was today? Day one? We learned about centering the clay on the wheel, and about I can't remember any of the technical terms. Building up, putting it down. Um, no, and then basically I just kept making bowls because I kept messing up. But basically, what uh, you say centering the clay isn't that literally just put the clay in the middle of it and that's it no 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 phil you ignorant slut yes <laughs> so you have to get balls of clay and you have to like fondle it until it's nice and and then you get it sorry then you get it into you, you have to like slam it onto the wheel the wheel and then you have to like smush it onto the wheel then you have to press the wheel at full speed so it's literally flying and then did anyone get knocked out no, but I did throw clay. It pretty much flew off. Um, <laughs> that was okay. Um, then what? Then, I, then, yeah. you, then you made bowls. And then I made bowls. They weren't very good. They were well. They were awful, in fact. But when I don't know if I, I did I mention on the show when when we were in England we um we went for a pottery lesson as well, like a pottery kind of um, experience, and we made Crushables. two 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 bowls as well for yes, that. Yes, and they're currently sat in an attic in the UK waiting. I can't wait to, to see To come them. here so then we can paint them. Yeah, can't wait to see them. But yeah, so so Sarah's joined this thing. I'm very jealous. I think it's amazing that she's doing it. I'm so excited to do it. Yeah. yeah we were ex- we were expired. We were in she was inspired to do this and we both have a, an interest in pottery. I mean, I've had it since I was a child. I think you have too. But it kind of got um, reignited based on the show on Channel 4. Yeah, what was it called? Great Pottery Throwdown. Throwdown. Which is very similar to the Great um, British Bake Off. Great British Bake Off, but it's also very similar to that. You know that show on Netflix, the the glass one, the the blown away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what it reminds I me of. love that show. Yeah, I love it. Too. You'd you'd love the Great Pottery Throwdown because it's um, the Great Pottery Throwdown is such a it's a, almost like a nicer show. Like they're all. It's so sweet. There's no. No nasties at all. No animosity. Everyone's friends. No, they, they channel it into the pottery. Yeah, the yeah, host fucking. cries. When yeah. Like, when my aspiration in life is to make that guy Aww. cry at my work. Oh, the judge. Yeah, he's always oh. crying. In fact, he'll, he'll always be like, um, um, that, 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 that's fantastic. That's, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Isn't he? Yeah, and then he starts crying. And and he starts great. crying, and he's really sweet and wonderful, and we love him. Um, yeah, kind of like Bill Laurie there. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh, got him. Yes. Got him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's cool. So uh, yeah, yeah. Look, the show's really good, Bianca. I think you'd like it, Drew. You'd probably like it too. I do um, like crafty shows. Yeah, yeah. And it again, it's like it's like crafty um, competition shows are fun. Yeah, I, yeah. see, I've always wanted also to get... shows where people aren't douches. That's why I yeah. like MasterChef. I like the idea that they celebrate each other. Yeah, and if there is drama, we never see it, and I'm okay with that. I don't mm. want to. Yeah. Know. Well, the host is also lovely. A really nice host. Yeah. In this season. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Was weird. Yes. Um, but um, and it's also this one was filmed obviously during the um, COVID pandemic and yeah. so they all had to isolate together these people have been living together so as each person gets eliminated 
they've been isolated from their families so they've become like a, a family themselves and then one of them has to go home so it's even more emotional it's like oh no like no and your friends it's and your time to pottery. leave the great pottery house so it's like big brother <laughs> yeah. 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 but again and, yeah. and, and again it's, it's like big brother in a craft show and, like and again yes. they're, they're lovely because they help each other like move their pottery works like into the other rooms now like they're all really good they'll, they'll always rush to help each other and it's really sweet. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it, I don't because I've been I've actually been working my way through the Taskmaster series. Oh, love and it. now I need to watch this. And there's so many things I need to watch. I know. But yes. again, that, that brings me to like other Netflix. I mean, I know this isn't Netflix. But um, other. other What? Like I know Netflix has a. Um, yeah, has blown away. I haven't watched the second series. I was waiting for you to be here so we could watch it together. Um, it's an- but it. The Australian in the second series shits me to tears. Oh, there's an Aussie? Oh. oh. Um, there's also... Shamed s- upon our nation. Uh, shame? Shame. Oh, shame. <laughs> I was like, his name's shame. <laughs> God. Um, uh, there's, there's... I know that I'm a big fan of a TV show called Forged in Fire. Um, it's like a metalworks sort of show. I like Forged in Fire. Yeah, but there's now one on Netflix, which is about the same sort of thing. It's basically the blown away, but in that format. Metal. And What's it, it called? I can't remember, but there, but it's there, and there's also there's a uh, like a flower, a floral display. Remember we started watching that one. Which one? The floral display one. Nah. Do you remember? I've watched. <laughs> they like a few had to make them. like butterflies or like um like an animal shape, and had to do it out of like floral displays, and they're like oh, they're in teams of two. Oh, Netflix. It was like what a they flowers and plants and stuff. <laughs> like florist, floristry. Yeah, but there was a TV show which was about that like it and it, we watched off about like three episodes and went oh god forged by florence <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think i've watched like a few of their baking reality tv shows they're not as good uh there's one called like doing it or making it or something like that um well there's where one it goes wrong oh, oh there's oh, one where it's like time. what's it about I, I i is that yeah it is one where it just goes there's one wrong. that's named after cooked. a meme oh so they wait so I thought it was that they tried to cook and sometimes it was bad. They literally can't cook and then they just try and make them like make... It's like a show and they'll make cakes or something. But it's just one episode. It's not like a contest that goes on. Yeah. Okay. Like you just come in for one episode, fuck up, and then go home. Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> it's the one. They don't get it. professional chefs and then no. they get really fancy recipes. And then... It, it, you know how you see those memes where they're cakes and they're supposed to be smiley faces and then they look terrible? Yep. It's basically they tried to make that a TV show. Oh. It's, it's, it's not bad. That. And the host, like, she's, like, over-enthusiastic to the point where you can tell she really doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And yeah. I, that, you're right. That's what's wrong with her. I always wonder. Yeah. She's like, meh. The, the, the other Netflix reality, reality TV show that I don't actually mind is... Um, it's not Ninja Warrior because it's the Netflix version of that. It's the yeah. one that's the the floor is lava. I actually oh, like I like the floor is lava. That's fun. <laughs> that was a good one. That's a good one. Um, I do I do watch that sometimes, and I just like the elaborate. It reminds me of do you, what was that after kid Amaze. after school amazing. Yeah. amazing amazing amazing. I always wanted to go on that as a kid. Yep. So did I. Like stick your hand in the goo, and you have to look for the thing in the. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Goo. <laughs> it was so goo. cool. Primary school Easter, we all had, we all made our own. I oh don't no, the same thing. Mm. But we all made our own games, so and we could all bring in certain things that people would then pay to have a go on. 
would bring in like box of goo with like stuff inside. We or, did that uh, at my primary school. We had fairs, but it wasn't yeah. for Easter. It was for we had a yearly fair at my school. Yeah, you used to do the the school yeah. fate. Yeah, the yeah. fates. Oh, our 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 stall one year was um the after the Coke Pepsi test commercial. Yep. We did the Coke Pepsi test and we got the most money because everyone was just like, I'm gonna keep paying and getting soft drink. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an experiment, everyone, yeah, all adults. Is an uh, yeah, clever. Yeah, no, yeah clever. way to do that. Um, yeah. Uh, look, how long's the? How many more weeks is there? There's what five weeks to go for your course? Yes. And then what can happen afterwards? Then you are fully fledged potter. <laughs> no, because like. Potter. Potter. Five minutes into Potter, it. No. Potter. The, um, yes, no, that, that makes sense. The host. The, the instructor was like, the host. Today we're gonna, <laughs> He was like, we're going to learn how to And he was like, I'm not expecting to be experts. And then he made it look really easy. And then someone commented on that. And he was like, well, it took me about a year to learn. So I was like, oh, well, good job. We've got a six week course then. I completely agree. It's you like need the other forty six weeks. It's, <laughs> it's not even a teaser. It's like a taste test. It's in. Yeah. It's that course mm. between meals that kind of refreshes your palate. That's really tiny. Exactly. I don't know how anyone. <laughs> it's like here's the trial run school. to get the full version. You must. Pay <laughs> <this>. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Look, I'm excited because <laughs> Sarah's going to teach me when when she's at the point where we can just go and hire some time there. She's going to teach me, right? You could just do the course with me. This is a really random fact that I just remembered, but you know that my dad knows how to do pottery. That's and I completely forgot about that until just now. I can imagine your dad being, because pottery seems like such a relaxing sort of thing. And I can imagine your dad being there being like, oh, fuck off. Like just, and like just being really like on edge or making other people feel on edge. I know you say this. I know you say this, but you know that my dad also did like a one year meditation retreat shit. My dad is actually very zen and hippie. I can't picture that he just also swears a lot and he's yeah. extremely racist no, no. to everyone i can imagine Greeks him riling everyone else up while he's having a relaxing time yeah everyone else will be stressed and, and he'll be like yeah no that's pretty much yeah. him like, like mr me. bean yep. just leaves a path of yeah. destruction Basically. behind him oh dear and that sound means one thing it's time for us to go um yes but of course we need to get to our sick kent of the week first bianca who is it now, I'm going to probably mispronounce his surname. I don't know if it is Mr. Dan Illick or Mr. Dan Illich. Um, he's an Australian <laughs> comedian and he saved... Uh, he, no, he didn't save. He raised $140,000 within an hour to put up a poster in Times Square inviting Americans to come to Australia to not see our koalas because they're all dead from the bushfires and through the environmental damage um, and called out Brilliant. Scott Morrison, our Prime Minister, for being a twat and not going to the Glasgow Climate Change Summit. Yep, something yep. like that. Um, this is in the same week, mind you, where the Queen also said it's very frustrating, these things, because they talk and talk and talk and don't do anything. Um, and just a week after Prince Charles told ScoMo to fuck sake. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we get to do Guess this again. Guess who said the, f- the word after we had a conversation about oh. it in the break, saying what's the name that oh we can't say? Goodness. It's because I'm tired because it's so fucking late. You are our sick head of the week. Time to go. Bye. Yep.
have a lot of sex ads. Oh my god, Bianca. I'm leaving it there. Go, Drew. 